All right, guys, before we get to this emergency episode of The Rebuild today, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Untuck It. Ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there is Untuck It, the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your shape or pear shaped size, like me, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With over 50 fit combinations, Untuck It looks great on the talls, the shorts, the slims, the athletics, the not athletics of all ages. Choose from styles like wrinkle free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. I actually got sent one of these Untuck It shirts, and guys, I'm not kidding, they're sweet. They're really, really nice. I was wearing not an untucking shirt at a show recently, and I did feel like it was kind of rocking a skirt. It was um, not ideal. But with Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is super easy to use. They have a whole page devoted to helping find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. All right, rebuild, let's go. Hello and welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses. I am in Los Angeles and joining me on the other line, safely far away from the fallout in Cleveland, Ohio, is Gates Merriman. Gates, what's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm driving in the car. We've got a live studio audience of my wife and infant daughter right now, so we have to do our best show, Pete. How are how is your wife and daughter feeling about hot boy head coach Mr. Kevin Stefanski? Hot coach 2020, they're feeling pretty great about it. Julie just gave me a thumbs up and now she's on her phone. Okay. Please, for the for the audience, please describe your hot coach theory. Because I think it's a valid one. I think it's more valid than anything that anyone's feeling right now about Josh McDaniels, which we will get into. Okay. Okay. So I was I was thinking about the long, sordid history of Browns coaches since, really since the team moved to, to Baltimore in the first place. And it occurred to me that we've, we've tried everything. We've tried fat white guys. We've tried fat black guys. We've tried <laughs> assholes. We've tried up-and-comers. We've tried hillbillies. The one thing we haven't tried, hot coach. Never had a hot coach. Who's the hottest coach we've had? Pat Shermer? Rob Chizinski? Rob Chizinski had a pretty good head of hair. Listen, um, Mike Mike Pettin is definitely a type. Mike Pettin's yeah, he is a type, but I don't know if you could describe him as hot. He was like Mike Pettin looks like Robert Sala gone wrong. It's like <laughs> <laughs> It's like if someone saw Robert Sala commit a crime and they were drunk. And then they tried to give <laughs> do the a police sketch. It the, would be Mike Pettin. Police sketch artist. Yeah, it would come out as Mike Pettin, just like kind of a little too round. And um, anyway, so so well, I was just I was thinking, why not? Why not get ourselves a nice, hot, piercing eyes coach on the sidelines? Um, 
Julie's looking at him right now. What's your take here, Jules? He's pretty hot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> pretty hot. Definitely hotter pretty than hot. McDaniels. McDaniels yeah. is kind of like a, I, I, I'd say McDaniels is like a five and a half, a six. Yeah. But Stefanski's definitely like an eight. He is. I mean, he's, he's a, a good looking dude. I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, why not? Why not give it a shot? Well, while we joke about this, the fan base is um, setting Cleveland on fire right now because Jimmy Haslam decided not to go with Josh McDaniels, um, who everyone has just anointed as was going to be a Hall of Fame coach. And I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from these 30 minutes on Twitter since the hiring and listening to 92.3 for a little bit is um, everyone's lost their fucking mind. Yeah, like, what are we doing, people? What? Why do you think you know what's going to work out? We've never even seen a successful coach, so it's not like we have a... a yeah, you don't know. ...where they come from. The only thing that happened in this hire that's ever been different is he listened to the smart guy. Yeah, he did that's just That's the like, only thing that's ever happened. And you don't, like, listen, I am fully ready for us in 11 months to be cursing hot guy Stefanski's name... And yeah, freaking out hot, about we'll having say. to hire to draft a new quarterback because Baker's gotten worse again. Like we'll yeah. get there. That's fine. Yep. This is this January. This is not the t- yeah. This is not the time to be so angry already. If you're listening at home and you're upset about this hire because you think it should have been McDaniel's for all your reasons, ask yourself this: Did you did you like the Hugh Jackson hire at the time? Go back, check your tweets from it. Did you like the Hugh Jackson hire people? Did you like the Freddie Kitchens hire? I'm willing to bet you like both of them. I know you and I both like both of them, especially the Hugh Jackson one lined up with McDaniel's rationale in a lot of ways. He had been a head coach before, had been highly successful. In Hugh Jackson's case, actually, even maybe more so because he had squeezed something out of Andy Dalton, whereas McDaniel's is, (laughs) you don't squeeze something out of Tom Brady. Tom Brady... Tom Brady's, something that's right. Tom Brady squeezes it out of you. To you. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, here's what we know about Josh McDaniels for sure. All accounts are he's a huge asshole. Right. Which huge only asshole. works for Bill Belichick. Right. All these guys seem to think that that's um, the secret to Belichick's success is that he's an asshole. So then you get guys like... Uh, like other, well, other, than, other than Mike Grable, who is a psychopath... Yeah, and, and seemingly and seemingly cool as hell. Rabel yeah. does seem like the only like cool person to ever come from the Belichick coaching tree. Right. Everyone else has been terrible. For Belichick, he just just played for him. So yeah, that's right. He's not even a part of the coaching tree. That's a great point. Like, yeah. look at every other coach who's come yeah, from Bill Belichick O'Brien, has been a disaster. Romeo Cornell just sat on the sideline eating cheeseburgers the entire time. Oh, the well, blank expression on his face. <laughs> I don't know about the cheeseburgers, but he wasn't a great head coach. <laughs> it looks like he likes cheeseburgers. I'm not okay. Sorry, that's mean. I'm sorry. I, he it's does not slightly. Coach he does. If, you, if you don't have the looks, you don't have the talent. You can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I we don't know. We don't know, and everyone's like. Like, what do you want? You want the guy who, 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 like, pick, who worked with Tim Tebow? Is that what you want? Yeah, who traded up to get Tim Tebow? And I know that was over ten years ago. I don't think it's totally fair to hold that against him. Hopefully, he's grown. But like, if he was this um, coach 
coaching prodigy, he probably would have been a good coach 10 years ago um, as well. And he, and he wasn't. So at the most you can say is that there were reasons to believe that he may have been good, but like to treat this as though it was a slam dunk that we're missing is just, it's just foolish. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I get it that they lost that the Vikings offense lost to the Niners defense yesterday. Yeah. But like pro football focus tweeting out and like Richard Sherman tweeting out like how dumb it is that they hired him because he lost to the Niners is like I, I, we uh, our society yeah. are prisoners to the moment. By like, the way, by that rationale, McDaniel's offense just lost to the Titans, so like we're okay with that one. And yeah, I don't hear Tom anyone Brady. complaining about that. Yeah, I I don't understand at all. And and then the the other thing about um, McDaniel's is just that like he's been surrounded by the best. We'll just say the best coach of all time and the best quarterback of all time. It's impossible to know if anything that he's contributed to that team has really made a difference because those guys are so like generation generationally and historically good that. Maybe McDaniels has been a big part of it, but it's also possible that the greatness of Brady and the greatness of Belichick has, like, you could have stepped in there. You, America's oh, yeah. stupidest person. Listen, and, uh, let's, let's be very clear. I'm dumb as hell and don't know anything about football. But I think you could have probably had some success with uh, Tom Brady as your, your quarterback. Could have probably gone 9-7. and seven. Yeah. Calling yeah, plays. should be an unbelievable season for us. Do uh, so, uh, Tom, Tom, do the thing to the left. What? Now, now run the <laughs> other thing to the right. Yeah, Tom, just like, just whatever you see out there. Yeah, exploit it, take advantage of it, and yeah, then that's trust your trust your instincts. Um, it's also a little bit telling that, like, I mean, the Giants and the Cowboys and the Panthers were all okay, either not interviewing McDaniel's or no, all okay, not interviewing him. Um, or not even requesting an interview, they they wrapped up their coaching searches without even talking to him. So the idea that this is like a an exclusively Brownsian fuck up just it like doesn't follow. So relax, everybody. We have no idea. This is the time of year where you get to not be sad as hell. Yeah, you have this to. Is you it have, for us guys. This is this is it. This is like the yeah. only time we're not sad. Exactly. Until until opening day of next year, this is the time where we get to enjoy the Browns while they're while they're not playing. So, I mean, if you're if you want to be happy in the next calendar year about your football team, start now because it's not going to happen next fall. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. I guess you yeah. could reverse psychology where you just think they're going to be terrible, but then they are going to be terrible anyways, and you just wasted half the year. Right, and like. You know, let's be clear. I don't think either you or I are like, this Stefanski hire is going to change our team. Obviously, we aren't based on what we just said. But I also think it's just foolish to um, to lament the, the McDaniels thing as though he was this obvious choice that got away. It was mostly just like a media buildup thing. It was guys like um, Daryl Ryder and like like Mary Kay Cabot just getting being like, Josh is in the building. And we have the sense that this has been the guy to, to lead the Browns. It's like, why? I understand that Jimmy Haslam is a actual and yes. uh, <laughs> like the Scrooge McDuck, the unfun Scrooge McDuck of Cleveland, Ohio. But yes. like, you know, 
the fans and the media are equally responsible in whipping ourselves up into this frenzy. Like, you know, I talk to people I talk to in Cleveland are like sending me like, like gifts about drinking bleach. My brother said he's going to run his head through a wall. Like this is (laughs) like, just chill. Just like go to a, go to, go to a farmer's market, take a walk. Like, I don't know, read a book. Like just like, there is no sense in it's just crazy how starved we are for something that is never going to happen and like it's never going to happen anyways we already know what's going to happen Stefanski's going to be a disaster like yeah. that's fine we'll, we'll you know who else would have been a disaster McDaniels, Sala, Dable you, me Daffy Duck it didn't make a fucking difference it's not going to make a difference the no, cycle it's... will not be broken so like why were you expecting that, that your feelings for whoever they hire in January to be any different? I think that is beautifully said, Peter. There's just like, it is so weird that we get so upset over this. We should be upset over a lot of things, but like the, the new guy that we hire, I don't know, when we just have no information. And also like, yeah, okay. He just lost the 49ers. One, 49ers are amazing and will have a very good shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, two, they also beat the Saints in like an incredible game the week before, and the Saints were also a Super Bowl favorite. Um, so, like, which is it? You can't, it's all this selective drawing of these kind of anecdotal facts that people are making these judgments. Yeah, on. can I also, make- can I also say something? Like, they're not, like, they're, like the Vikings defense was not the greatest and also their offense wasn't ideal. And, you know, while the Titans did something historic yesterday, the Vikings clearly looked like they had played a bloodbath overtime game against the saints the week before and the Niners got the week off. Yeah, for sure. That seemed very different. I mean, the Titans game is something completely else, something that was pretty magical to be honest as a Browns fan, like if nothing else as a Browns fan, we should all be celebrating like uh, local hero Mike Vrabel and whatever the hell is happening in Tennessee because it's fun as hell to watch. It's so cool. It, it's like amazing, and the, the Tannehill aspect of it's just wild. Like, who would have possibly thought? I will say the the Ravens are absolutely skating with the media coverage they're getting right now. Crazy, it's like it's, crazy. It's, like people are giving Lamar more credit somehow after this this loss, and like, yeah, Lamar had an unbelievably magical season seems like a good dude is probably going to be a great quarterback for a long time. If he can stay healthy. Um, but like, I don't know why he's being treated. Like <sighs> he's just, he's getting just so much love from the media right now. It's like, you blew it. You lost to the Titans. Not only did you lose, you lost hard. Yeah. You like didn't, you were never in the game really. It was, I mean, that's an, another time for another day, I guess, but, yeah. Listen, no one knows. Everybody, like, relax. I, I mean, I know you're not going to. Everyone talks yeah. about, like, it, okay, the only thing that is going to piss me off in the next 48 hours is when Jimmy Haslam gets on the mic and says that owning this team has been a real learning experience for him and his wife. Like, God, <laughs> like may all of us be so lucky to have a learning experience that nets us billions of dollars. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a learning experience for you while you suck the money off the backs of hardworking Clevelanders for your shit product? 
<laughs> it would be um it's gonna be interesting to see see what like what phrasing he uses for this this particular coaching introduction because he's he's kind of exhausted every option at this time like we think we found the guy who's gonna be coach for a long time in this organization like it's gonna be a leader of men like they've said this they've said at least one of these things about every coach they've hired over the last eight years since they bought the team so I don't know what's left to say like I feel bad for Stefanski but the like the right move is for him to just be like, guys, who knows? This is this is our best guess right now. <laughs> like that would be the honest approach to it, and it would be, I'm like, I'm not. That would be. That. That's a great. That's some great PR advice, to be honest. Yeah. Is for him to be like, dude, I have no idea. I'm not yeah. going to sell this team. I'm making too much money. And <laughs> listen, the good news is I didn't make this hire by myself. Clearly, the guy who I haven't been listening to, who I've been paying for the last three years, made the hire. Yeah, like, I, yeah, who I, had good ideas before, and like people are like, "Oh, Podesta's not a football guy," and like, sure, though I don't really know what that means. Like, we've had. A I lot mean, of, he did play like, for Harvard. Yeah, he played college football. Like, so he's more of a football guy than are bagging on him as like this nerd. Um, so, not only like one, he's been in sports his whole life, uh, and two, like I don't believe that. Podesta was like, oh, I love this Stefanski guy. Like, like he's got something about him. I think that the whole purpose of Paul D. Podesta was to set up a system of evaluation where they could look at these guys like equally with the emotional detachment, look at the things that make head coaches successful and make the best choice, like basically blinding, you know, their, their choice to just the data rather than like, Jimmy Haslam being like, oh, I didn't like his handshake a couple of years ago or whatever, like, dumb shit that Haslam <laughs> would otherwise make a knee-jerk reaction off of. Like, this is, having a good process is at least a step forward. Hey, yay, yay. This is crazy. And, okay, and then to Stefanski, just in particular, like, he did a lot of great shit with Kirk Cousins this year. He got his team, you know, two, two games away from the Super Bowl. Um, not single-handedly, but, like, he clearly has something. He runs these like wide zone schemes that like I think Nick Chubb is gonna yes next year yes it's gonna be great actually run the um, ball and have a plan for play action yeah yes like right you, you like, guys all forget three weeks ago how low the bar is for competent coaching in, in our in our organization right now have you already forgotten yeah. Freddie Kitchens experience right if he's a bit better than Freddie. We would have, if he was coaching this year, we would have won probably nine games instead of instead of six. Like it's not that hard to make this team a little bit better by playing to our strengths, which is is going to be running the ball. Um, obviously, there's like personnel things that need to change with our line and whatnot, but um, I don't know. It just seems like everyone bemoaning this and, and wanting a football guy. Like you had one, and he was John Dorsey, and he picked Freddie <laughs> yeah. Kitchens. Yeah. Mr. Football team, and then wanted Freddie Kitchens. Mr. To keep Mr. The John team. Wayne Football over here picked the worst person yeah. in America. <laughs> Seriously, so like, let's just relax. Let's let's see what happens. Um, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's fine now. It's we obviously we all know it's not going to be fine later. But like, <clears throat> everyone choosing for it to not be fine now. You're choosing. You're like throwing. You're all throwing yourself into a, a a stupor for literally nothing that can be quantifiable. Like there's nothing that can happen in the next six months 
that can get you out of that mindset with facts or like something that actually objectively happens. Like stop freaking right. out. And like, this is what we did last year. We celebrated the whole time. And then the game started and we're like, oh, this looks the like a dumpster yeah. fire. And now you're all just assuming it's a dumpster fire. And you know what? Good. Maybe it's going to work out because everyone's being insane. And expectations are finally, I don't know, just not the Super Bowl from us included. Yeah, that, that that's such a good point, contrasting it against last year after Freddie was hired. And, like, I, I love the um, – the Browns daily guys, Zergara and Bo Bishop, but they were like, they were like, now that we're good. And it's like, <laughs> we, we weren't good. We were hoping we'd be good, but they're like, this is what happens when you have a, a competitive team with football or with, with Super Bowl aspirations. It was really was difficult. Like, no, that was all just, it was, sometimes, was, like, it was a, hard to understand what they were saying in the off season last year when they both had Dorsey's balls in their mouth. Yeah. It was like, they really you know, did. They did. And I was guilty of that. Listen, I thought that he was like listen, going to be the savior of gu- the Browns football. Guilty, Your Honor. Like, say it. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. Listen, let's all just take some mouthwash and, you know, clean out, cl- clean yeah. out those oral cavities of Dorsey balls. And, you know, listen, <laughs> let's just see what happens in the draft. We have, you know, they'll probably, being, probably bring Andrew Barry back, who was a part of the Eagles. So he got some more confidence in a normal organization. And hopefully, you know, yeah, Jimmy Haslam, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to go to jail for committing multi-million dollar fraud. So I don't know. Maybe, I, I guess our no. best hope right now is maybe Trump makes him like an ambassador somewhere. That's, I feel like that's what we should be pulling for. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he. Yeah. Hey, if Trump wants to take down Iran, <laughs> send Jimmy Haslam to run the Iranian embassy. He'll destroy yeah. the country. The new Syrian the ambassador year. heading to Damascus. <laughs> uh, I don't wish ill will on anyone, but I do think Jimmy Haslam should be in jail. All right. Uh, he, he, he probably should. So yeah, let's. People, let's just admit to ourselves that we aren't good gauges of who's We know be nothing, a good coach. just like Jimmy All Haslam, right. just like everyone who's been following this team uh, and, you know, in the media. Let's all take a deep breath and yeah. just go about our lives and enjoy the Tennessee Titans run. And I don't know, the Cavs won in Denver last night. Like, take a look. Take a look. They're a little, they're a little fun. They're like a bu- bu- bunch of kids. It's a good time. I don't know. I don't think I've watched a single Cavs game. Listen, they're uh, um, they're actually way more fun than they were last year. Garland and Sexton are kind of playing well, and even when they lose, they're still at least like fun to watch. Like, yeah, exciting and yeah. Right. Give them a gander. Right. I'll give you my league pass info. Oh, fantastic! Um, all right, so so that's it, Pete. What's uh, anything? Oh man, I'm uh, we doing that? not yeah. too much right now. Got some shows going on in LA here and there. Oh. PeterMosesWebsite.com if you want to see anything coming up. Gates, what do you have to plug? Um, nothing. I just I want someone to leave a new. Oh hell yeah, review, that's right. Leave please. a review. Yeah, say nice. Say only nice things. Someone, and give us five stars because so, I can't. Someone did leave us a new review, a review, and I will read it next time on oh, the really? pod. As always, I will read anything you oh, say on the podcast. Leave a five-star review. Give us a little love. Um, listen, we're going to be here. Leave five stars, and then and then you can leave a 
the meanest comment you possibly want to. But Listen, I'll be honest. If you say something mean about Gates, he will take it very personally. Yeah, I don't have any um, emotional <laughs> backbone. Is that, is that fair, Julie? Take it, take it from yeah. Gates' wife. He is uh, scared and vulnerable. Um, yep. All right. Well, uh, congrats on your hot boy coach theory working out. And um, I hope this provided someone yeah. somewhere a little bit of ease in their anger. And uh, go Browns. Go Browns indeed. See you guys. See you, Pete.